New trend alert. No, actually, it's not a new trend. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's an old trend, but a trend I'd like to jump on. Sure. What are your thoughts on eyebrow lamination? Oh, this is not new. I, is I know. That's why I corrected three, four, myself. Five years old. Five years? No. Yes. I was living in the UK and it was well established. Are so you serious? Yeah. Okay, but the UK are always a season ahead. I feel like I heard about eyebrow lamination mm-hmm. during COVID when everyone was all into their beauty to try and make themselves You feel are better. always 30 to 40 minutes behind a trend. So, okay. GP, I'll own that. Um, what do I think about it? I've never done it myself. I think it looks psycho for the first what? day. I love it. You like the psycho mad professor vibe? Yes. The fluffy but for brow? Me, it's 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 like manicured madness. Manicured madness. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? The Gemma Peanut story. <laughs> but like it goes up. Yeah. And every hair is in perfect placement. I'm into it. From what I understand, it's psycho like when it's freshly done and then it kind of chills yep. and you brush them back and then it's kind of yeah, I, I'd love – you should try it. Look, like every trend, mm. I love the idea of it, but mm. then be like, hey, Jem, go book an appointment and get your eyebrows laminated. Yeah, see you on the 12th of never. Yeah, exactly. I don't have time. I've been told I've got the perfect eyebrows for it because they're long. I, whoa, okay. I thought you were about to say, <laughs> I've been told I've got the perfect eyebrows. I was like, all right, revsity doo da. <laughs> you do have perfect eyebrows, okay? They're not perfect. They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good, yeah. but I've been told it's because they're long – because they fall sort of straight, right? And yeah. I'm always brushing them up. So yeah. probably a good candidate. I feel like you'd be a poster girl for it. I think – so I'd love to see what yours – because you're – the tails the are tail, sad. They're not sad. That that They slope downwards Like because you've got a, quite an arch mm. in your brow. Yeah, and the angry tails, brows. They're not angry brows. I, I prefer to call them fierce brows, but sure, really sure. you could rebrand it to angry. Okay. You don't look angry. Thank you. You just have a great eyebrow arch. Wow. Take a compliment. <laughs> I don't know how. But your tails come down. So if they were laminated, would your eyebrows just kind of keep going <laughs> up into your temples? Would I just look perpetually surprised? Let's fucking do it. All right, I'll book it. You, okay, yes. I'll book it. If you book it, I'm there. All right, let's do it. Stay tuned, DLs. Should we get into the app? Yes. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Kate Reeves. Not Kate Reeves. All right, all right. Calm your fucking farm. DLs, I've got your back. We want an update on the... Ah, man. I don't know what to say. Oh, look at her. She's gone all coy. Hey, DLs, before we go any further, have a little surprise. It's really hard not to laugh when you guys are talking such shit. There's a third voice in the room, DLs. Who is it? The good mom is here. Hello. She's back, baby. By popular demand. It's been a while. It's been a really long time. I was actually trying to remember this morning when I... Was it a year ago? I think it was at least a year ago. Has to have. Been. I've had a lot of opinions since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> so the good mum is here, actually, to record a special thing that you'll hear about later. But we thought, while you're here, while I'm here, come and join the regular. It's literally like me having my Tuesday morning walk to work, listening to you guys. Except I get to listen ahead of time, 
and interject when I disagree with everything you say. It's Which very is exciting. everything. <laughs> Which so is good. so everything. much better. I love that you have a ritual with the potty. So I do. just talk us through that. Well, Tuesday is an office day for me um, and I park my car about 20 minutes away from the office where I can park all day. So I start listening to the potty after daycare drop-off, drop Ella at daycare, I get 20 minutes to my car spot. But 20 minutes isn't enough. No, but then I park the car, the earbuds go in, yep. I get another 20 minutes. Yep. And I'm oh. and, and then sometimes if I haven't finished, I've had to take a few calls, I have to wait all day Ooh. to finish the app on the walk back to my car. And that's, so that's why Tuesday. sometimes we get texts at like 8 p.m. 8 p.m., yeah. Saying, I haven't quite hey, finished. About this. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it is quite funny when I get into the lift at work because often I'm still listening to you guys and I'm going up in the lift and then people I know will come in and start talking to me and you'll be in the middle of some sex or period or something. And I'm, <laughs> I feel like everyone can see me and I like see what I'm thinking. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Well, we did a poll on Instagram asking you DLs if you listen to our Tuesday episodes when it drops in the AM mm-hmm. or do you save it for later? Oh, yes. And what does everyone do? Some of you slide into our DMs at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Because the app drops at 5 a.m. Yep. I mean, that's that's extreme. I love you guys. It's but aggressive. Like, shift most of workers. Your Probably shift workers. Yeah, but you've got kids. Like 6 a.m. is a hectic time of day with kids. Not if you're clocking off from your night shift or whatever. Yeah, you know, true. Get in the car on the way home, listen to the app. Or sometimes you just want to drown those fuckers out. You know, you don't want to hear, <laughs> I want wheat bix I want Vegemite. You're just going, shut up. I got a thousand things. No, 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 no. You've got to hear, you've got to listen with your full attention focus on the podcast. Oh, it's the only yeah, way to listen. Okay. Alone and in the zone. <laughs> tagline alone and in the zone sounds a bit sexual doesn't it does sound sexual Mm. coined by the good mum right here on today's episode (laughs) Mm -hmm. alone and in the zone how often do you have sex (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even joking i did that so after your whole episode last week with the poll i actually engaged in your poll yesterday did you see i was like this is funny for revs and Gemma. like this is Tell what Claire us. does. So what do you do? I know what you do. Once You're a, a horny little devil. No, once a week. Yeah, you serve that man. And I'm, <laughs> I don't serve that man. That's what he likes. I could take it less okay. if I'm being honest. Yeah. But that's the compromise we come to. Mm. We, yeah. Pun intended. Mm. And we, yeah, once a week on average. <laughs> on average. Do you have a special day? Yes. Oh, what oh. is it? Normally Friday. Friday. AM or PM? PM. AM? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What have you got two small children under five? Yeah. Like, when our children pull a random sleep in. Okay, what? Well, what the fuck what? is with that, first what? of all? And even if, like, my kids are pretty good sleepers, but there's, like, I'm not, what, what setting an alarm to get up early to have sex? Are you joking? <laughs> setting an alarm for sex? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. At PM. Okay. And normally Friday night you've had a glass of wine, you're relaxed, the weekend's coming, and then sometimes I'm really s- exhausted on a Friday night, so I go, I'm real, and I set it up at like five o'clock. I'm like, I'm really sorry, not tonight, but we'll oh, revisit yeah. this tomorrow night. Set the expectation. And if it gets to Sunday and we still haven't done it, we've got to do it Sunday. Got to. <laughs> it's got to be done. <laughs> Cram that in. <laughs> Binge sex. <laughs> but I'll be honest, I don't want the DLs to think it's like there's some horny everything's going on at my house. Sometimes it's very quick, very brief. It's just a check-in. I appreciate efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah. Not all weeks it's going to be passionate and lovemaking. We've talked about this on the potty before. It's like, ah, oh, this is what you do and this is what you do. And you do this to me, yeah. I do that to you, and we're done here. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes, because sometimes you don't feel like it, but afterwards you're always happy it happened. Do you feel closer when you've 
had regular Fuck bone. Off. As if you, as if you guys don't go. Oh well, that was good, and then roll off well, into your do. own world. Oh, we do, yeah. we do, totally. We literally then turn our backs to each other, pick up our phones, and start <laughs> watching whatever we're watching. Hundred percent. But like, I'm, I'm happy we did it. Like that was a good experience for the short period of time. It's a connectedness. <laughs> that was a good four minutes. That's all I'm saying. I I liken sex yeah. to exercise. It for is. Me. It's the effort of getting there. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Thank oh. you. So Claire's my Pilates gal, <laughs> and I only go because I'm held accountable by you. Because you have to pick me up. Correct. And I only go because you're going to be outside my door. Picking you up. Picking and me I will up. never let you down. And I hate to go every single Tuesday. Mm. Hate it. But once I've gone, mm. the endorphins mm. hit. We walk out of class and we're like, hey, that was awesome. We should do this every week. And then sometimes a couple of weeks go by and one of us doesn't show. But we get back on the bandwagon. Totally. 100%. And I think sex, it sounds horrible what you said. <laughs> like <laughs> It's like exercise. But if you are exhausted, you've had a huge week working, kids, juggling kids, no one goes into Friday night. Maybe they do going, I can't wait to you know, had this passionate love making. They're For me, tired. I can't wait to order my chicken vindaloo from Shandor. <laughs> That's what I look forward to most on a Friday evening. <sighs> exactly. I, okay, Revs is just such in a different world now. Revs right is now. in a different world. Um, I said nothing. Revs yes, is, but it's she, in the... she, she did that sigh on purpose. <laughs> yes. She's like, I have to get in the sigh so yeah. I can Fuck make off. the point that I'm in a different world. Yes, yes. Hey. We know you're having great sex. Hey, just, just no, no, I'm sorry. You're not having sex. You're just dating and making him work for it. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> have we met? <laughs> okay, I have a bone to pick on okay. this. All right. I was on my walk to work last Tuesday and found out you had a boyfriend on the podcast. Look. Hello. Oh, that's rude. It's rude. We're not calling him my boyfriend. Well, you had a guy that you were sighing like a Disney character over. Yes. And what? I like, know. No, not okay. <laughs> What's yeah. wrong? Not okay. Why? Time to start living IRL. What? You've got to I... fill your besties in IRL no before you fill me. the DLs in. You've got to ask me. Uh, well, that, no, what? that's news. What? So I didn't make a newsletter that I sent yes. out? By yeah, the yeah. way, it's called just a text, like, Just letting you all know. <laughs> it's called a text. Look, it's been a whirlwind. It's a new thing. It's You've a... never hesitated to broadcast anything else before. Hey, well, maybe. <laughs> well, then maybe this is different. Oh, okay. She's taking her time. Taking my time, trying to not fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Good. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us more. Yeah. What's his name? What's his star sign? I'm not going to name him. (laughs) I'm putting an Aries. He's an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) An Aries. Oh, I don't know about an Aries. Well, you got to know about an Aries. Um, My dad's an Aries. Rafa's an Aries. Don't bring your daddy issues (laughs) into my new thing. Okay. Aries are strong-willed, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, like that's strong. what you need. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. You need a guy that's going to boss you around. Do I? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to broadcast this right now, oh, but God. this is a soft launch of your BF. It's not hun- my BF yet. Isn't he? No, well. <gasps> the fact that you're even hesitating on that. No. <sighs> does he listen to the podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. So now I'm embarrassed. Okay. I'm embarrassed. Hey, Hello, BF. David. No, stop it, David. <laughs> is his name David? No, his name is Hello, not David. David. Um, Let's just call him David. So, David. <laughs> oh, my God, David? Yeah, David. He no. could be Dove. You David. can call him, um, well, what do you call him, Jim? Americano. Americano. Oh, he's Americano. He's oh, a, <laughs> hang on. Hold up. <laughs> we just said he's Americano and you just went, oh, Americano. He's Americano. Oh, I I was, no, 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 no. He's no. like straight up yank. Tall? Very. 
Oh. I know. Is he a dad? He's a dad. Okay. Yeah. That's good. All right, good start. I will be questioning you with my 100 questions later. <laughs> you can take your other questions <laughs> off the mic. And next time you get a boyfriend, I'd like to hear in real life, please. Yes. I can't wait to dive deeper into this chat. Well, mm. you know what? I'm flying blind. I'm. It's three weeks in. Okay. Don't okay. make me sound like a psycho. Okay. I'm very chill, guys. I'm very you're chill. chill. You're cool. I'm so hard to get. It's just revsy, hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even try to make that sound real. <laughs> You know what I don't have time for? What don't, don't you, you have, have time, time for? for? Oh! <laughs> There's three bitches here today. And I reckon you can talk to this good mum. The mum guilt or the guilt that is exclusively for women who are working when they have sick kids and have to call in sick or work from home. Oh, so you don't think dads feel guilty or you don't think dads call in sick? So I just want to... Both. <laughs> both. I, I want to feel frame, both. I, we talk about this a lot on Instagram when we do polls and like, what, like what's going on stuff. But I don't think I've ever really gotten into this on the podcast. Now, full frame up, I am an incredibly encouraging workplace for working parents, right? We have flexibility. We can work from home, but we have two office days. In the team I'm in, it's equally split men and women. It's also equally split between the men and women who are parents. So there are three men who have children, three women who have children on the team, right? I don't think I've witnessed the men. Mm. Miss a office day because I haven't of sick kids uh, because of sick kids I haven't seen I mean look like it's not their kids aren't ghosts like you know sometimes there'll be a kid on a lap in a zoom call or yeah, whatever but do they have full-time working wives I don't know mm. but what I have noticed is of the three women with children it's constant like I'm not half gonna have to work from home stay sorry I'm gonna have to zoom in for that one blah 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 and it's the juggle and the guilt and the like absolute stress the rest of the that you're letting the rest of the team down and that people think you're kind of making it up yeah and i never make anyone on my team feel guilty like i have an absolute policy it's like you need to work from home fucking work from home because everybody gets their work done and we all know what it's like but it the, the guilt does not go away and it's just it lingers over everything and then i i've witnessed women act like they need to make it up in some other way whereas i just don't get that tension with the men at work yeah, okay. It's interesting. I think for me, I work part-time, which I know is a privilege in a lot of ways. When I'm at work, I have to be in the office, so I don't can't work from home. You don't, can't work from can't home. Can't work from home. So to your point, if one of the kids is sick on one of my office days, I say to my husband, I can't call in sick today. Yeah. Like, I can't stay at home because this is one of my like three days this week. Okay. I can't not be there. So it falls on him. I'm lucky that he has a job where he can work from home and take it on. But I do know that – and I guess that – speaks to the guilt I would just feel too guilty even if my kids really need their mum that day to be home with Mm. them which Um, they often do when they're sick yeah they do want their mum so yeah I just don't even do it so if I was working full-time I guess you'd have to juggle it more but so okay put it this way what would happen if your husband was in an office job like yours where he was expected to be somewhere and you're both at your office jobs what then then it becomes the fight between the two of yeah. you, doesn't who, it? Who picks who up the home? baton then? Like who's the one yeah. who and I, leaves work? And we we did have a season of that when my husband worked for a couple of years in a city office and, yeah, he could barely ever take a day off or come up. Luckily I was on maternity leave for a lot of that. Yeah. I remember begging him, like, you have to stay home with the kids today. I need help. But, yeah, they don't – I feel like men feel like they couldn't dare ask yeah. or they couldn't dare say unless perhaps they're in a position of power. My boss does it really well. He and his wife both have really, really busy full-time jobs and they have three kids. And they all 
regularly he'll te- he'll send an email going I'm not in the office today I'm home with the kids what great leadership which is great leadership and it does make it better but he is a boss so he can do that he doesn't have to call in sick to someone but right. he does set the tone for other men in the yes. office yeah. who might think twice Hopefully. about taking the day off well it's t- actually there's so much power in that it's like when they say if you're a boss that you should leave loudly Yes. When you leave the office so that people feel like they're allowed to leave. 100%. You know? um, I think that's amazing leadership that your boss can be like, I'm staying home with the kids because, yeah, it just sets the tone. And it means like it's fine. We all have fucking families to juggle around our jobs. We have carers leave for a reason. Like it's incredible how it adds up. I've been in my, with my current job for so many years now, like 13 years. When you look on my payroll of how much sick and carers leave, I have signed – like saved up. I don't it's something ridiculous, like sixty days. Wow. That is what it's there for. I yeah. bet my husband has close to that as well. But he has some weird inbuilt like culturally in the corporate world where it's like, yeah, but you just don't take it. Yeah, which is bullshit. And sometimes I wish he would lead the charge. Like I'll give you an example in our situation at the moment is Rafa's got a Father's Day breakfast next week at her kindy. And I said to him, I really want you to try and make it. And he said, oh, I've got a meeting booked at 8 a.m. and her breakfast is at change 8 a.m. And I, that's it. I said, can you not change it? And and if you're going to change it, own it and say, sorry, I've got my daughter's Father's Day breakfast. I don't want to miss it. And and pioneer that. Even more important because he's in a new job. Yeah. I feel like you've got to start as you intend to go on. Set so the when, precedent. Set the precedent. Yeah, but that's easier said than done, it right? Is. He's in a new job where he wants to impress. apply himself, impress, show that he's very available and that he's committed and that he's here. So I understand the internal push-pull battle he's feeling. It's hard to be the new kid on the block, especially in such a high-stress environment, mm. which is very much his job, to kind of go, well, actually, I'm – I'm going to break the norm, but I, I wish you would. Like, I get I really it. I get it. But it's an hour. I know it's, it's an hour. That's all I'm asking him to do is just to show up for her for an hour. And then do you know what happened? I dropped Raf Raf at kindy this morning. They reminded me of the Father's Day breakfast. And I said, oh, my husband can't make it. And straight away, Rafa's kindy teacher said, oh, that's fine. Can you come? Just so she has a parent to be there. There are some other mums who are coming instead of their dads. Now, How many like, dads do you reckon are there at the Mother's Day breakfast? I was breakfast? just about to say. Mm. Why doesn't he take his grandparent? Like, why doesn't EJ go? Yeah. My mum and dad have both done um, special person... Because they, they, I think they do call it, like, special person's they day do. now to make sure no one feels... Yeah, in- well, you need to be inclusive. inclusive. Yeah. Not everyone has a mum and a dad. Some people have two mums and two it's dads. It's so interesting. Um, Lily's school is doing Father's Day breakfast, and I find it so funny. They're doing two dates... To make sure that so the dads, you can choose which date you want to go to. They, they accommodate so well for dads. I was going to say, do they have that flexibility for mums on nope. the Mother's Day breakfast? Nope. And then. <sighs> that they, shits me. I'm sorry. That and makes me want to burn shit to the ground, to be honest. And then there's three time slots to choose from. So oh, you can go to sake. the 7.30 a.m. time slot, the 8 o'clock time slot or the 8.30 time slot to accommodate the dads. Like, say, Rue would have to go. He Maybe he could go to the 7 o'clock time slot, be done by 7.30 or whatever, and then go to work. They do that to be more accommodating for the dads but yeah to your point that's really, would they do that for the mums that's really tricky i me. got a call from school on tuesday not my not my parenting day right that's when they're with their dad about um like one of my kids needed to be picked up and i had to explain for the 15th time that they're with their dad on tuesdays you know like it doesn't matter 
how much hand-holding you do. Yeah, they default they to the mum. They default to the yeah, mum. It's and exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. My work wife, so someone on my team, she has been pummeled with sickness, pummeled this whole season. I know this season has been woeful for everyone coming out of COVID, especially these two-year-olds who are in their first period. Germs everywhere. Like, so her daughter is two, almost three, first year of daycare, you know, all the things. Yeah. They have had it all. RSV, COVID, hand, foot and mouth, flu, back to back. Then it's conjunctivitis. Then it's a temperature. And because none of the daycares will take you with even a slight snotty nose, she has missed tons of office days, right? She is racked with guilt. Her husband... Yeah, it was his turn, I think, once or twice I've heard about that. And he's like a really hands-on, in-it dad. But the default is her. Always the mum. It's always her, right? And this, I just think this is so universal. And I don't, I don't know, how, we, how do we change well, it? We you have change, to change it, it house by house. Yeah, but more men standing up and saying, no, I'm going to the Father's Day breakfast. No, I'm taking today off because my kid's sick. Or not even take it off. I'm on the phone. The more that happens, the more it's okay. I, yeah, it's, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. How are you going to do it, Jamie? I honestly don't have the answer because the tricky thing I have, and this is what your husband will have, good mum, is um, I work for myself so I work from home. Mm, yeah. And it is, it's like a bit of a poison chalice. Like, yeah. yes, there's a luxury to working from home. I can literally roll over in my pyjamas and start work. And I love working from home and my team work out of my house. I've got nothing against it. But where it snags me is the... Oh, so and so sick. They need to be picked up. I'm round the corner. I'm, it, it does make sense. It more. makes sense. So I accept that mm. because look, I could rail and say to my husband, "I'm going to get an office. I'm going to get a Gemma Peanut HQ. <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> you paying overheads." I actually don't want no. that. Yeah. So I accept it, but I begrudge it. <laughs> Two things can be I true. I think that's just how we live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've just described motherhood while you're married and <laughs> <laughs> So you know what I don't have time for? What, what don't, don't you, you have, have time, time for? for? It's really fun. You here. It's really fun it's to get so to say fun that. Having like a chorus of women <laughs> making me feel like supported. Oh, oh, you've got a chorus. They're all yelling, yeah. you know, what don't you have time for, Jem? What don't you have time for, babe? Look, I got a salty DM. Mm. What does that mean? So my Instagram is my corner of the internet. It's my space to do with it what I will. What a it's my space. corner it is. <laughs> is it aesthetically pleasing? It's aesthetically pleasing. I did take a moment on my stories to mention that I'm currently looking for a live-in au pair. I saw that, yeah. yes. Okay. And I wrote down the bottom in very fine print just to say, <laughs> yes, Hubs's new job has basically rendered me into solo parenting full-time while also working full-time. And I'm fucked. In short... It's just not working. Get this DM from a mum and she says, sorry. <laughs> Are you going to do the tone? Because this is where to DMs, you can't hear she the tone. She might be like, sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. There's a line at the end okay, that, okay. that confirms right. that it was definitely sorry. <laughs> All right, Karen. <laughs> sorry. But I can't stand it when married couples say that they are solo parents. You're not a solo parent. I am a solo parent. I am a single mum with children and no partner who gives us any financial support. I do it all on my own. It just really grinds my gears 
when people like you use the term solo parenting. And then she ends it with not trying to be mean, (laughs) but... (laughs) But you suck, Gemma Peanut. (laughs) Basically. So first of all, talk us through what it triggered in you. I'm like at breaking point. Yeah. So I was not in a position to handle that message, if I'm honest, because... What it instantly did was it invalidated all my feelings. It was like, how dare you say you're doing it tough? You have no idea. That was kind of the tone of it. And then I also thought, hang on, I didn't say I'm a single parent. Like, let, like let's use definition, right? You I was say, about to say there's two different definitions here. There's single parenting and solo parenting. I think they're different things. Yeah, they are. And I thought, okay, so I'm not allowed to use the term solo parenting because apparently it's exclusively reserved for single parents. So what will you have me say? Because the reality is my husband is traveling endlessly in this job. For the last five weeks, I have done every single daycare drop-off, including getting the kids ready for school, packing Rafa's lunchbox. I work a full day. I literally drop them off, come home, work. Then I work till five o'clock. Then I leave home. I pick up the kids. I bring them home. I've already got their dinner in the oven. And then I feed them their dinner. And then I do bath alone. I read them a book. I unpack their bags for the day. I put them to bed. So if that's not solo parenting, what term, I mean, you can here I'm really triggered yeah, by this yeah, yeah. but what term am I allowed no, by and, the single parent community and I don't want to take away from your experience right now because I know it is tough for you but I think that's a really common experience like you're not the only one doing that so many mums most mums I'd argue are living their lives like that as even in a married couple they are carrying that load for someone else to have the big job they also need the term but what is this big job well, you know what you, I mean? well, you talk about Hubs's big job. No, I talk about his new job. I've never called it a big job. Well, a demanding job. Okay. Demand- uh, demanding I just, hours. I, I struggle with this notion of, and this triggers me, this idea yeah, that men's jobs are bigger, more important, more demanding. 100%. Because I feel like we also default to that. And I, I you know, you have a I've, big job. I have a very fucking big job and yeah. I contribute financially equally yeah. to this household. And I've had to defend myself around some of our local friends who kind of make comments with the assumption that my husband like bought us the house we live in. And I've had oh, to, I've literally, okay. no, I've had to put them in their place. I'm like, sorry, what? Like, yeah, no, that's not okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. What yes. I'm saying is those people, I've, maybe I use the wrong term, big job. I mean, sorry, I didn't I, mean to. No, <laughs> you're like, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I, I mean, Gemma's I mean, a mouse I mean, trapper at the moment. She's having a fucking hard time. I mean, <laughs> I mean no. demanding in yes, terms of yeah. hours. They're physically not in the house yep. from morning to night to do any of those parenting roles. So that person is doing solo parenting. It's different to being a single parent when everything falls on you financially and that is your role. I 100% agree with you. But, but let me say this. Everything is relative to your own experience. And I guess... The thing that triggered me most about her DM was it was like a pissing contest of who's got it harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's my issue. I understand that there are women who could honestly listen to this episode and go, oh, honey, that's my life. I work full time and I do every single pick up and drop off and bedtime and morning routine solo. I know FIFO, FIFO, I'm never going to remember it. Whatever Mm. it is, FIFO. FIFO. Fly in, fly out. FIFO partners or partners married to FIFO people. (laughs) I think we call them FIFO workers. (laughs) Whatever. We know what you mean. 
But they do yes. considerable yes. chunks of time solo, solo parenting. But all of those people are allowed to say it's not okay. It's really fucking hard work. It's not and working. It's for not me. working for yes. me. Yes. Here's the thing. This the larger issue here is you're right. We all have a different setup, right? There are challenges and pros to all of them, right? So the issue is it's, again, it's a very female problem. I was going to say this, Mm. but I didn't want to say it. That we all have of like, oh, you think that's hard? Let me tell you how I have it. Men don't do that. I was about to say, I can't imagine someone like a male sliding into another guy's DM who's being vulnerable yeah. for a moment about their life situation, being like, oh, bro, you've got no idea. Like, I just can't imagine that happening. Yeah. It's such a tricky space, right? Because you like we, you don't want to invalidate anyone's. And that woman sounds like she's got it fucking rough. I was, but this is the thing, Rebs. Yeah. I agree. I know you And do. if she came up to me in a different way yeah. and shared her situation, I would be the first to be empathetic. Like, my fucking best friend is a single parent navigating you know yeah. juggling kids between an ex-husband like i've seen how hard well, it and is. i've had people slide into me and be like you think it's hard being away from your kids for a night i have my kids full time with no support but and i'm like okay that's horrible that's hard it's all yeah. hard you know yeah. we're all we've all got our version of hard yes i think it's um very heightened in early motherhood particularly, but yeah. when talking about motherhood, to be, you know what it's like. You're like, oh, you think it's hard when they're a newborn? Wait until they're a toddler. Oh, you think it's hard when they're a toddler? Wait until they go to school. Oh, you think it's hard when they're at school? Wait, Wait until they're, they're a teenager. teenager. It never stops. Yeah. We always need to tell the other person that they don't get it yet. It's really strange. I don't quite understand what it is, except that if we look at this from a really compassionate, empathetic perspective, we all want to know we're doing all right. Right? Like we all want to think we're doing it the right way. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe from no, no, her. No. I know, not but from you mean this, in general. I mean in general. Okay. We all want to yeah. go, am I doing this right? Am I have I done have I made the right choices? Am I, I it's my week working out? Am I giving the best for my kids? And sometimes that converts through the funnel of like because if you if you don't if you don't have self awareness that that's what you're doing you can you can like go well it feels good for me to be like that person's doing it wrong or project onto them or whatever because then it gives you a weird backdoor validation that you're doing the best you can you know yeah it sounds like that person has a real issue with the term solo parenting and it, that's not the first time she's been triggered by it that's yeah. what I, how I read that and she no, should unfollow you no, well, and she this, should this is my thought. It's so fine if you want to sit there and go, fuck married people. Yeah. Like, look yeah. at them complaining on Instagram. You know what? Go and bitch to your other single mum friends who parent full time and work full time like you about me. I don't care. Yeah. I, it's none of my yeah. business. Yeah. But what I don't appreciate is to come directly to you and make you feel shit. come into my DMs and deliberately make me feel like my problems are minutiae compared to her because she isn't married it honestly it made me feel so shit like like I wasn't allowed to feel how I felt and the the truth of the matter is it's not this life that I've been doing for the last five years hasn't been my norm so I'm in this teething period adjustment window just like you were once revs yeah when you had a new routine with your kids like I don't think it's very nice that other single parents have slid into your DMs and been like, well, I have the kids full time. You do 50-50 parenting. Totally. But but like, again, like, why do we feel a need to wear this badge of like, I'm doing it tough? Like, for me, I just think because that's a them problem. It's a projection. It's a projection. Yes. It's a projection. And I think, I know it's triggered you, but you... 
The, don't take it to heart. No, I, I'm trying not to. And normally I wouldn't. Yeah. Like in we, truth, in fact, it might have made me check myself, right? In a lot of cases, in a healthy way. Mm. But I was so At vulnerable. the end of your ten- tether. I was at the end of my tether. Like not only am I parenting full time whilst working full time, I have a business and I'm not trying to elevate myself because I'm a business owner. But there are many, many cogs that I have to think about in terms of people who work with me and what's going on, I don't get to clock off at 5 p.m. from my job. It is round the fucking clock. Yeah. yeah. And it's really exhausting. And then throw on that Rafa's allergy mystery. Throw on that. Stop. Iggy's, stop. Stop. I'm spiraling. Stop. You're spiraling and, and you're, you're defend- justifying. You're defending and Why are you justifying? You're allowed to feel whatever you want. Even if you didn't work full time, even if you didn't own your own business, even if Rafa's skin looked like bloody porcelain dolls, you are still allowed to say this is shit is hard. Yeah. We're all allowed to say it. I know, but I, I I guess it's that, that's exactly it. You've hit the nail on the head. It's that feeling of like, well, then I have to justify my life to a so stranger don't. on the internet. Don't give her that. I did reply to her. Yeah. I just said, I'm really sorry, but I can't handle this kind of DM when I'm so heightened in my sensitivities right now. Here's the thing about having a corner of the internet. Or like having a profile or a podcast or an Instagram, whatever. You're putting your life out there to be consumed and for people to buy in on your life. And to and I think there's a real service in that because we need to have conversations about what is happening in other people's households so we know what our community is, so we know what other women's struggles are. Yeah, I think back to the 50s where no one talked and yeah. people were all high on Valium. And, addicted and white to- wine. <laughs> <laughs> Things Sounds great. <laughs> Can we go back? No, um, I think there's a real value in knowing everyone's different situations, everyone's different challenges, collating that together to get a sense of our community. I, I take great value from that, right? But the flip side of that is you're putting your life out there to be have buy-in, to have opinion. And there's going to be, you know, 80% of people who enjoy watching your life and there's going to be 20% of people who are like, fuck her with a fucking privilege. She doesn't have a fucking clue what it's like to X, Y, Z, right? And we all have a level of privilege that we are either hopefully aware of or unaware of and it's kind of one and the other. It's like when you have your period and you've had the worst lucky day of your life and, blah, 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 and then you stub your toe and you fall apart. You know what I mean? She was the toe stub. She was, it came at yeah. the wrong moment and it triggered you about your shit. You know, it... it, it was a trapdoor to the, all that. The annoying thing about the internet is people feel the need to say these things. Well, that's because we all yeah. think them. Yes, we all think, and oh. that's why I said, "Think it, go and bitch about me yeah. to X, Y, and Z." It's none of my business. Yeah, like I've had opinions on shit I've seen online. I would never slide into people's DMs and give them a piece of my mind. I just wouldn't. It blows my mind. I. Don't even understand this whole DM thing. Like I would never slide into someone I didn't know and yeah, like with positive stuff, but give them an opinion. It blows my mind. That's the other thing, Jemmy, that like people don't know your experience on is like because you have a Instagram, you'll have hundreds of DMs a day and it's like having an inbox and there is an experience of that that's like, oh, I should get back to people. Oh, I feel guilty. Oh, I don't want to deal with that one. It's It's a thing, but it's not a common experience. So people don't realize what that's like as well. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it sound like people don't know what it's like to get I hundreds just think it's of such DMs. A hard life. It's, it's just all so these hard. DMs. So many DMs. <laughs> they just love my hair. <laughs> yeah, I think this hard is, can't relate. Hard can't relate. <laughs> I think this is just that, like as you said, a pissing competition that 
kind of happens with motherhood. I got to say, I think it chills. I think it might ramp up again in the teens from what I'm gauging, but I feel in a real sweet spot. Like I've got school age children, five and seven, almost eight. I don't get this shit, you know, like I don't get mm. other mums judging me. I feel me. like once you've got school age kids, like but- other parents are like, oh, don't mess with her. She's got school. She's like, I don't know, you get this level of like authority because yeah. you've come through enough years well, of being a mum. Well, and also the mums around me are also school-aged kids and, and we're, none of us shit. give a shit. We don't want to talk about motherhood relentlessly all day anymore. We're through that. We're trying to get back to ourselves and in our new space of life and it's not obsessing us and we don't judge other people. You know, it's just like, you know, you'll get the odd uber mum mm. who's like all about it, the class mum or whatever. <laughs> but like as a general rule, it's kind of like moved into a new space. Oh, I have, I, I get, can't wait. You'll love it. Oh, I mean, it's I've beautiful still, here. I'm There's a pool out the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, oh, like exactly. I'm still deep in it. Yeah. And it's that dependency of my, I still have to spoon feed them. Yeah. Like you should see me every night and every breakfast. It's like shovel one mouthful into Rafa, shovel one into Iggy. Like I'm doing, but one wants to sit across this side of the room and the other wants to sit yonder, you know, and I'm running back and yonder. Yonder. And Gem, you work like you're not a mum and parent like you don't have a job, you know? Like it's just. And do you know what I've learned about myself is I have been trying to trick myself. Mm. That I can do it all, mm-hmm. that I can support my husband's new job and I can hold the fort at home and I can keep my shit together at work. Like I had chats with myself where I thought, Jen, this is going to be temporary. It might be six months. It might be a year of hardship, you know, adjustment to this new life. But you've got this. Mm. And I've lasted five weeks and I'm, I'm fucking crumbling. How deep can we get? Can we, permission to go deep? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love deep. I... So I will check, send you a check-in text every now and then and be like, how are you going? You know, I always get the same response. Oh, look, that's awful, but it's what it is. Stiff up a lip British, right? That's your vibe. Am I right about that, good mum? It is 100%. Right? You never give yourself permission to complain. I think it is in my half Britishness that I do that. You, like, you know. I think I actually messaged you saying, I muscle through. You did, and I was like, well, cool. Thanks for the message you'd send to your casual barista. <laughs> Come on. I'm asking you how the fuck you are. Like you can tell me mm. it's not your general mode. So I think when you are at breaking point and you're vulnerable and then someone schools you on it, it's probably triggering some other shit in you. I would go deeper. I think you had a real, this is getting really deep, but going into this season, knowing that it was going to be tough, you put a lot of expectation on yourself mm. and it was almost like you had to prove something to yourself I did because you... Let's be honest, Hubs is a great parent and he does do a lot of parenting around here and you guys are a great team. But you kind of almost wanted to prove, no, I can be that mum. Mm. I can be that uber mum that mm-hmm. does it all. That cook. I can cook the dinner. I can do that because, I don't know, you had some inbuilt thing where you wanted to prove something to yourself. And because you that hasn't worked out for you, you're feeling some sense of failure deep inside. But you've put all of that on you yourself. And also, and you're, that's not, why you're, so triggered. you're not a natural... <laughs> it's gonna come out wrong. You're I was gonna say you're not a mom. natural mum, but you're not like a natural mum in the classic way. You're an amazing mum, and you fucking love those kids, and you're the perfect shepherd to get those lambs through life. But you're not like a mum mum. You're not like no. a domestic mum. You don't love the mummy stuff of motherhood. No, I but always. Say, you're not a capital N mum. I'm not, and I always say I love my kids to death. I hate parenting, and that's yeah. great to own that. But I think the good mum is right. I think you were like, nope. I can be a capital M mum for a year. I mean, babe, oh, come on. We all babe. knew you wouldn't last ten days. Like, I didn't even like. I didn't think you knew how to make fish fingers. 
I've learned. <laughs> like, I, I have to admit, I looked at you going, how's she going to do this? Fuck? Annabelle Carmel meals every on. night. I've been at her house on a Sunday night. And I'm like, it's five o'clock. The kids need dinner. How do you, you turn you, the oven on? You do and it. you say, Rue, can you turn the oven on for, for Claire? Like, and I, I say You're that an outsourcer. Total love because you'll be in the spa entertaining my kids with some game of, hey, Lily, mm. come pick up the sinkies on the bottom of the pool. And I'm like, I don't want to play sinkies on the bottom of the pool with Lil. You'll do that. I'll put the fish fingers on, you know. But we all have our strengths. Yeah. yeah. But Tourette's you need point. to really know that. I think you can say that, but you to actually know that this basically this DM has triggered your shadow shit, babe. And you need yeah. you need to it's actually not even about the DM. You know the good mum mentioned something the other day about <laughs> baking a birthday cake. And it was Oh, it did was, I trigger you? you? Well, it did. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. No, 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 don't apologize. It's my shit. It's my shadow I work. This. I love this but shadow the good, work. The good mum just casually I can't even remember the context. I will I think I need to give the context. Okay, give the context. Because someone was we we're talking about our mums and what you get from your mum and whether your mum was a good mum or not. And I, this is a whole other thing to go into maybe in another episode with you guys <laughs> about my mum and how you become the good yeah. mum. Are you a good mum because your, your mum was, was a good mum? It came from there and we yeah. were talking about that. And I said, yes, in some ways, which I can unpack, but in some ways I think some of my good mumness comes from railing against what happened to me in childhood or like trying to make up for things. For mm. example, my mum never made me a birthday cake is what I said ever she didn't bake she wasn't a home cook type of person and so I made this weird thing when I became a mum that I always want I'm always going to bake my kids a birthday cake because I wished that I'd had homemade birthday cakes and I'm really sorry for triggering you (laughs) because my mum also didn't outsource to a beautiful patisserie and get a nice Moana birthday cake like you get for your kids I got the slab of Sarah Lee so maybe your kids will be just fine (laughs) with their bougie birthday cake sorry just a moment for a slab of Sarah Lee though it is elite it's elite it is elite elite. and I still love it bring that shit back so I didn't mean to trigger no, no, no. It, it, so what happened? No, well, the, I'll, I'll tell you where the trigger came from. It's the fact that my mum also never, ever baked me a birthday cake. And then I don't bake a birthday cake for my kids and I feel like a weird failure. That's so weird. Yeah. Because you obviously weren't – that hasn't bothered you that your mum didn't bake your birthday but cake. But there's something about cake baking that I think I put on the top shelf of like, this is the ultimate display of love. Yeah. Everyone love. shares it with pride on social media. Even those friends who are like social media lurkers. Who we have rarely- Hamish Blake to blame for this. I think there's a degree No, we have the that. Woman's Weekly fucking birthday book for this. Look, guys, my mum baked me every fucking cake and they were masterpieces and I still felt like I had to bake a cake. You know, th- no one's curing anyone with cake and icing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I just we all feel think like the I cake mean- thing is like very, very baked in, pun intended, as like you are not Showing up for your kid if you don't make them a cake. Oh, I disagree. That's how I feel. I disagree. I'm I'm the one that makes the cake and feels the intense need to do it. But then I don't think you're not judging me. I'm not judging. Definitely not. No, no, no. I know we're not judging each other on this, but we hard judge ourselves. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I judge myself, and then I tell myself, you know what, Jen? Maybe one year you should try and make your kid a birthday cake. I I mean, I would watch that that live. No, that would be a (laughs) fucking disaster. No, I know. (laughs) No, 
You know what you're going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. Your kids will turn 10 and you're going to put on a sick party for Rafa with some cool escape room game or something yep. that you've come yes. up with and you're going to run. You're going to be all passionate. Game the kids will be, you'll be the game mum. I couldn't think of anything fucking worse yeah, than that. Same. I do I like bring the, the cake. Of doing a treasure hunt or something, you know, yeah, writing yeah. all the clues. Okay, so we okay. have our strengths. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why. I just like, it, you're right. All encompassing. I'm just generally feeling like I'm failing. Yeah. Okay, so can we just put that to bed yep. you're not failing well, I don't it's know if okay to, to wait to bed. I actually think you should get into it I think it's mm. the stretchies here I, comes the therapy well, no now, but seriously no, but like, because that that's how you get through it is but there's only way is through but what's helped me god <laughs> this is feeling like a real therapy session with your besties is just even shining a light on that yeah like you guys have almost released it from the darkness totally by just bringing it into the light and going no it's because you're all of this has triggered you because you are feeling like a bit of a failure. And now that we've said that out loud, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I was burying and what I was swallowing down was yeah. this, I've got to keep going, I've got to keep it together, I've got to be able to do this. I've got yeah, to you don't. And I don't. But and the thing about things you squash down, it's like wearing Spanx, right? The fat's got to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It just pokes out the bottom near your bum. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you're saying to your husband, like you're getting on at him being like, how the fuck am I going to do that? Blah, blah, blah. This salty DM, blah, blah, blah. It's coming out at other places. Once you go, fuck, I feel like a bit of a failure hey, I'm not actually a failure, then you're kind of through to the next phase, you know? Yeah. But also you are already moving through it. You're looking for help. Yeah. You're finding solutions. Yeah. It hasn't like left you stagnant in a corner mm. saying I'm this big failure. No. You are already moving through it, finding solutions. You know what you have to do deep in your gut and you're doing it. You're just triggered by this DM. So let's stop the trigger. Mm. It's okay. Do you know what I think I also suffer a bit from? And maybe this is another hard can't relate for some people, but... I think I get a little bit of privilege guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like I can outsource support. Yeah. And then I feel like people will think that I uh, can't do it. You are it all. not alone in that. I've noticed this. I don't get that. Yeah. Because um, I. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't have the money to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the privilege. <laughs> I don't have the privilege. No, but I See noticed... the guilt there. Even no, but you yeah, just no, 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 that. no, no, no. But what I would say is I do know a lot of people in my world. I'm lucky to move in a world of people that, you know, all different walks of life and that have privilege. And I notice the same thing in all of them. They do what you're saying and they squash it down. Yeah. They, they try and hide it. They put it in a corner. And as someone that's on the other side, and I'm not to say I'm not privileged because I am, it actually really annoys me sometimes. Yeah, it makes it worse. It makes it worse, yeah. way worse. And I wish I could say this to my wealthy friends oh, more often. I find yeah. this interesting. I, oh, yeah. And I talk to my husband about it all the time. We hate it. It's like people saying, uh, the people who are really thin, and you say, what do you do for that? And they lie and say, oh, just walk and drink water. Actually, to know. It's just to be owned. The truth. To yeah, the and truth. to have it owned. Like, no, I can afford to get a nanny and that's what I do and I pay for a nanny three days a week and it like it's well, just you- privilege, owning your privilege. Yeah. I don't think... It, Rather than pretending it doesn't but exist. But also privilege guilt is important. We all need to check our privilege because 100%. we are all on different levels of privilege and it's actually bullshit to move through the world not checking your privilege. So the fact that you have privilege guilt is good. I have a lot of self-awareness around this, but I'm just very mindful and sensitive to other people's situations. Yeah. And but so- being sensitive to some other people's situations, I think, correct me if, I, if, if you guys think this is wrong, is to go, I can afford this and own and owning it. 100%. Yeah. I think it's about owning it, but acknowledging it. That is really helpful for other people. Yeah. Because they can go, okay, that's Gem's situation. No one's going to begrudge you No, that. I, I, that's my fear. 
that people oh, judge no. and begrudge. No, well, that- the people will judge and begrudge, but again, that's a them problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all so you can true. do is own your life and how and you your close set it friends up. won't. The only thing that might annoy closer friends is if you sort of pretend it's not there. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. So, I don't know. It's it's it. I don't sit comfortably in my own privilege. But why then I've is had, that? I don't know. I've had chats with myself because I've worked really hard to create this life. Like yeah. the life that Hubs and I have was not handed to us no. in any way, shape, or form. We did not get any handouts, and I'm actually really proud of that. And yet, I don't feel I'm allowed. And I have to, to be. jump in there because if I was listening, I would. And even if you did get handouts, yeah, it would be okay. Yeah, so this is a thing about. So do it. I have internalized Stop justifying? You, do. you have internalized judgment, judgment of people with yes. privilege. You do. Yes. I think I do. I yeah. think that's what it must be. Because yeah. why do I feel so uncomfortable? Yeah, about it, other than that, I must. I don't know. I guess there's like a thing of like, are we, we're only our struggle at the moment. Like, especially in the last two years, like everything's been really, really hard. And like people like, I don't want to know that someone else has it really easy or really good. But again, them problem, like, I don't know. It's fascinating. Do you know what else was really illuminating to me was when I did do a call out on Instagram, because I genuinely am interested in people's experience of having an au pair. I'm going to be honest. I know one person in my entire friendship circle who has had experience with an au pair. And I've grilled this person to the nth degree. Um, you got the instruction manual. Yes, with every I've, last been, instruction. I've been leaning on her and I thought, hey, that's one person's experience yeah. of life with a no pair. I'm going to kind of put this out on Instagram. I knew it might be a risk and I might receive an avalanche of judgment because there have been people who have said to me like, oh, you want a no pair? Don't you want to raise your children? How do you feel about <sighs> someone else raising your children? I'm like, what? I work from home. I'm going to be at home, like when they're at home. with. Can I give some insight here just real quick on this exact topic? I have been triggered by your privilege before. Like when you talked about sleeping in separate beds, I'm like, well, I've never had a spare room. So I wouldn't even know how to do that. haven't I always mentioned? But then because I hope to be a self-aware person who owns their own shit, the stages go like this. Well, I don't fucking have a spare room, so it's not even an option for me. Fuck her. Well, hang on. That's my shit. I'm being triggered by my own shit here. Oh, wait, that's interesting. And you move through the stages. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just like different people's where they're at in their, how they move through the world. You know? yeah. And as I'm saying, I'm the best kind that's highly evolved. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I, I understand the inclination to be triggered yes. or to like compare and be like, oh, that doesn't sound that. That actually sounds quite good, really. You know, I get that first inclination. But then being it's mat- how you move through how those you move feelings. Through it. And being yeah. mature and growing up and moving through motherhood and getting at the other side of matricence, which yeah. is the term I've just learned, is that you, you go, oh, that's my shit. And then you move on quite quickly. Yeah. But that p- person who DM'd you is, you know, clearly and, not in that season. And to your point, you're allowed to be triggered. Like, yeah. I don't want anyone feeling like... It's a bad thing to yeah. have those thoughts. No. Where, like, we it's, all have it's kind of healthy to have those thoughts yeah. and be like, it's what oh, you do shit. with them. Yeah, it's what you do with them. So back to what you were talking about. Well, what I found really illuminating is when I put out this call about au pairs, um, asking people to share their experiences with me of their experience working with one, and because they live with you, right? Yeah. So it's for me, it's a huge shift. I couldn't believe how many people I know, and I'm not talking my besties in a circle, but you know good people I would consider good friends who I knew relatively well who have had au pairs really yeah that's awesome or people people on Instagram like other 
freaking mumfluences, whatever the fuck you want to call them, who also have au pairs. Maybe they've all got privilege. And they hide them I away. I was like... <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah, and they hide them away. They hide. <laughs> oh, the, I love this. Covered under the stairs with a little lock. Like, Harry Babe, Potter. You are <laughs> doing... You're doing... The people's work. work. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, it is. Free the opus. Free the opus. So many people. Free came the out. privilege. <laughs> Let it fly. This no, is, it's fascinating. I, I honestly was like, oh, you had, you had, like, I follow you on oh Instagram. I had God. no wow. idea you had that. Is a shame. That is there shame. is shame. And, and I guess wow. for me, I guess part of the reason why I want to share my experience of welcoming an au pair into my family is because in my mind, they're going to be like a big sis. To my kids, they're going to be part of our family. Great. So I don't want to hide them away. Yeah. Like I want to be open and proud. Can you put that sh- in the contract? Can she go on Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> I definitely have to ask permission. Well, I should I- let them know that you've got Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not when I'm searching. Oh, no, right. No, no, but no, when no. you She's hire too desperate someone. for that think- risk. No, but also I, I don't want... Don't turn them away. This is a really weird niche thing to say, but I don't want anyone to feel like we're a novel family. Oh, to apply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That would be fucking Like, you crazy. know what I mean yeah, when yeah, I say yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, well, this conversation's making me feel really uncomfortable but anyway get that into is it. very get into the uncomfortable place Jim. this whole episode has been incredibly real and i'm very proud of our podcast because we really leave no stone unturned i'm really sorry i think it's important we talk about this stuff that makes us uncomfortable otherwise we're all alone and the whole opportunity we have as women and mums and in a community is to not feel fucking alone. It's the whole point of the potty. It is. Is to for everyone to feel seen. And, and yeah, sure, sometimes it might trigger you. Sometimes it might make you feel shit about your life. I have that experience almost daily with other things and other people and other things that I consume. That's okay. You know, like this is why I wanted to talk about money and mortgages and all that stuff. We, we don't know what other people this are would, doing. Today goes like completely after that yeah. with the talk about privilege. And I think it's really interesting to acknowledge your triggers and what triggers you yeah yeah and own like, them as your own shit because even now i feel like it'd be, I'd be it'd be too vulnerable to admit all the things that trigger me mm. but you, it's what triggers the good mom <laughs> everything what do you mean <laughs> no but back to this privilege guilt i get that i get that same thought process you have mm-hmm. obviously revs where you're like oh we can't even fit a king bed in our room for it to use your example and literally i hate that every night i can't sleep in my own space because literally we have to touch because there's not enough room in our bed mm for me to have my own space and we don't have another room and I'm looking at whether in the future if I wanted to work from home I literally don't have any space to do that how would you do that and then I again make that process you stop you go look at what I have which mm-hmm. is so much yes but isn't it funny how privilege yourself. is so layered right it's so because layered. for every person who's like I've only got one bedroom I don't have a spare bedroom for my husband to divide and conquer on the sleep factor there's someone else who's like well you own the house yes. that you live in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it yeah. just, it's, it's this it, waterfall effect. And we've come only. 360 back to your original problem, which someone else always has it worse than yes. you. Yes. And it's, but it's okay to have that thought, but then, as you said, and you've taught us a lot over the years about gratitude practice. And sorry, yeah. if we're, if the aim is a happy life, contentment, which we're all, that's the goal, right? Yeah. My like, husband has achieved this in spades. Yeah. And actually, good mum, your husband, oh, they're he. very similar. The Good Mums Hubs and My Hubs, they are Mr. Positivity in the sense of they are so grateful that the sun's shining. They're really annoying sometimes because yeah. you can't whinge them. Like, yeah. I can't go to Hubs to whinge about That's this or that. That's why we have each other. <laughs> That's why we have each other because he'd be like, but this, this, this and this and then look at everything you're to be grateful for. But it is 
so true. Um, and I think we were talking earlier about have we just entered this stage of you've got to be struggling to be living in the world. Yeah. I find that even sometimes I get triggered – this is not a popular opinion, but with motherhood, and I know the, your whole oh, podcast yeah. is built around whinging about motherhood. <laughs> so sorry to shit on it. But, and I think that's really important. We whinge about all the bad things, but there's also some really wonderful things. And yeah. sometimes I really enjoy being a mum and I really enjoy some of those things, but I'm not allowed to – I feel like it's not cool mm. to be like, I actually really enjoy going and – doing this at the school or I was saying to someone the other day I I really enjoy picking Lily up from school and standing at the gate and speak to other mums and stuff and it just sounds like I'm a real drip and I'm a I've got nothing at like nothing. and you're I'm trying to shame mom. other people you're but it's not yeah. I, you know you can, yeah well that's that there's the button you're not shaming other people because you love motherhood just like we're not shaming other people because we hate motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? it's not about it's other like, people yeah. it's just our experience, experience through the world and if the, and there will be people out there who re- that resonates with and there will be people out there that it triggers and there'll be neutral people and every other yeah. shade in between and all of it is fine. Yeah. The, the tension and the problems happen in our relationships or our communities or our podcasts, diet, when we take it personally and we project our problems onto other people. Yeah. It's, it's about owning your shit, y'all. Owning your Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. And you know what, good mum? I love hearing your positive stories. Me too. With the kids. Like, I love how you say, oh, but I love my Thursdays with Lily and Ella. Yeah. And I'm never going to give that up or whatever. And by the way, babe, we already know you're not cool. So, <laughs> like, it's not like going to reveal guys, really anything to us. And that's not, and then, but then you feel this, like you, you know, with the privilege or whatever, justify. And then I feel the need to always back justify. it up with, but I also hate this. And yes, my kids, I hate yeah, dinner time. Huh? I hate this I, I yeah, it's not yeah. that I find I walk through motherhood loving it all I hate so much of it but yeah I do think I probably enjoy it more than the average person and it's that's just balance. my experience like anything it's the balance it's you know balance. for every bit of gratitude you can't just walk around being grateful for everything all the time like go like but come we also on. can't keep walking around justifying ourselves no, all the time no, no. Like, well, we can't like you justifying yourself Gem about everything Raff, about every, like Rafa's allergies and this is why I li- no it's just hard for you at the moment yeah no justification needed but yeah. guys None. I when I had younger kids and I've been where you guys are right now. Like, you know, yes, we have very different setups in life now. But, like, I used to justify a lot more than I do now. It, you yeah. just get justification fatigue and oh, you Oh, you are the stop. queen of not justifying. Not anymore. Yeah. But Please. I used to. I yeah. used to justify a lot. Like, yeah. I want to be where you're at. You'll get there. You will. Because you, you're, you're getting there already. You are. Like, you just get over it and you, you start to go, who am I doing this for? It's for me. And I already know my justifications, so just quit that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Guys, I've got a lot of takeaways. <laughs> Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. I, like, <laughs> like, I almost feel like a guest on the Good Mum and Rebs' podcast. <laughs> you guys, like, yes. <laughs> solved my dilemma and turned it into dilemma. I so just hope better. there's a little pit in your stomach that feels a bit lighter yeah. no, this does. afternoon. Thank you. That is no, the I Good do. Mum effect, guys. I take no credit for that. Yeah. Um, let's get the fuck out of people's ears. No, we got to no, do our not spunny. Gotta... Oh, fuck. Do you have a not spunny? <laughs> oh, no. Hit us with your not spun. <laughs> Talk about sang in her face. You've literally just put me on the spot. <laughs> what about this cool singlet you're wearing? Oh, yes. I did that. As I walked in, I was wearing a very cool singlet. Not really. A very plain beige. Oh, stop literally it. it's beige. Cool. It's beige cool. singlet. Straight but, up cool. Okay, DLs. The story goes. Here she goes. Here's oh, the content. Give her Go a off, mic girl. to, to, Go to, off. to uh, do a gem on you. The hunt for a good singlet. You know the 
the singlet where the neck's a bit high and it cuts in slightly at the shoulders. Very cool right now, particularly if you're wearing loose baggy jeans mm-hmm. or wide leg jeans and you want the tight top. However, they sometimes cut in too much at the shoulders and you look like a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Like nothing wrong with swimmers. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, you know what I mean? When your shoulders look bigger than you'd like them to look. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I found it really hard. I've tried cotton on. I've tried cooker. I've tried all sorts. Anyway, good old fashioned seed. Have a great basic singlet it's it's ribbed it's got really nice thick kind of uh what do you call that on the trim trim Um, trim. it's just a great color it looks really 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 great on claire how much is it it was 29 dollars maybe 29.95 which i think is a good price point it's it's nice and long too you can tuck it into your jeans it's not gonna like show your mum tum and most importantly if you accidentally shrink it in the washing machine it won't be a midriff (laughs) exactly and can i just say this bit We'll put a link in the show notes. Oh! Yeah, girl. You yeah, totally girl. owned that. I love it. What's yours, babe? Hit right. me with your nuts, bud. Ooh. <laughs> um, body, but not period undies. Oh. body have released toilet training undies. Yes. Oh. And I'm obsessed. You're buying some for Iggy? I hungy pee will be. <laughs> you should have seen the good mum's face. Her eyebrow was raised. She cocked her head as in like, it's time to toilet no, train that child. definitely not. Definitely not. That's a story for another day. You don't rush that <laughs> don't shit. Don't rush that shit. When he's ready, but I'm forcing it upon him. I just can't October. imagine a little boy in moddy body. I was struggling oh, with the visual. So talk us through. Okay, so they're super cute. They're like little... Um, Superman undies. Well, one of them has stars all over them. Cute. They're really, oh, really, really cute. sweet. But because I wear moddy body as period undies, I'm instantly like, yeah, you guys have got the technology to hold this shit in for my kid. You know? Although it won't hold shit in. It won't hold shit in. I don't think there are any <laughs> toilet training undies that that's will called hold a nappy. shit in. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's called a nappy, but it will hold, I think, a considerable amount of wee. They look soft. They look well made. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, cute. Look, of that I, brand. This is a bit of a funny not spawn because I haven't actually bought any yet. Okay. I just saw that they had dropped. So I'm going to be buying some. So I'll have to report back. But yep. I just think I'm just really excited that they've taken this path. Yeah, great Love idea. Revs, hear me with your nuts span. I said, uh, chic. Okay. Rogue one. Chic. The dress. I feel shop. like, okay. Yeah, okay. You um, bag gem for being like 40 minutes behind trends at the start of this app. I feel like maybe. <laughs> yes, get into her good mum. Gone around. Like. Chic? You were three years ago, babe. But look at the shirt I'm wearing. It's very cool. Okay, it's a nice Would you shirt. have thought you would get this from Chic? I thought Chic was for formal dresses. Oh, it's Chic, S-H-I-E-K-E. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I before E, because tough to see. <laughs> Thank you, good mum. I'll take my sticker now. I had to think about it. I was like, is it the right spelling? I'm not I sure. thought it was like where you'd go to get something for a wedding. That no, is a very nice shirt. Look at this shirt. cool shirt. It's really cute. It's silky. It's very fun. I can wear it to work. I can wear it for play. It's got the very on-trend checkerboard. It's got a bit print. of checkerboard. It looks like I'm in the Greek islands, does yeah. it not? It is cool. I wouldn't think they, you'd pick something like this casual up from Sheep. No, they're great with their bright colors. Yeah. They nail bright They've colors. got some really good separates. Anyway, I just think not spot. I will put a link in the fucking show notes. Oh, yeah, you will. Just for you, oh, girlfriend. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. Let's let's wrap this up. I think we should. DLs, we love you. We'll be back in your ear holes. Thanks for letting me join. Thank what you for coming along. Thanks now I don't coming. have to listen on Tuesday. <laughs> You'll still you listen. <laughs> and on that note, one of these days we'll, we'll have, have an outro to our podcast. You didn't join in. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao.